Welcome back to my secret basketball podcast. My name is Seth Allen. Hey, Seth Allen on Instagram. This is episode 33, uh, Larry Bird. Um, I had to do one final episode for NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, it's the biggest event of my year, of my life, every year. And this was a weird one. I couldn't let it go without filing one last report from Indianapolis, spiritually. Um, You know, (laughs) this is... (laughs) the the headline will be that the game sucked all right which was exactly what what everyone was was tried so hard to avoid and when i say everyone i mean the nba uh except for the players don't give a fuck um you know it's interesting well first of all this was the first time ever that my my f- favorite night was friday and then my second favorite night was Saturday, and then my third favorite Friday, third third favorite day was Sunday. So we started off on a high note and just fell off a and just you know went downhill and then fell off the cliff and it just kind of petered out. I, I was obviously not really paying attention by the end of that game. I think you are a very uh, unhealthy person if you like actually sat there and watched the whole All Star game and was like <laughs> really like somehow found a way to be invested in that. Um, luckily, I kind of knew that would happen. That that happens to me every year. Sometimes I don't even bother watching it. You know, I get my fill on Saturday. Uh, but I just, I went to a bar, shout out to Greeley Ave, uh, with a friend of the pod, Shane Brennan, of, of the Asheville podcast fame. And so, you know, we had wings, we had beers, and, uh, you know, they, they were nice enough to put it on the, on the big, like pull down the big theater screen for us. <clears throat> and, um you know, just started complaining about comedy with each other, as we usually do, and um, kind of didn't really matter about the game, right? You know, <laughs> once you saw, you know, the players aren't checked in, so why am I going to check in, you know? Uh, but it is it is notable, I think, that, you know, Adam Silver, which I'd never seen him do before, went out of his way to go on record earlier this season to basically, you know, take the blame for the All-Star game last year sucking and say you know what you know i want it i want this on the record my bad you know and he said what the the mistake the nba had made was they put too many demands on the schedule of the players that play in the game you know with all the side stuff they got to do they got to be there you know the whole weekend they got to do all these appearances they got to do these other events and he just said yeah i get it the you know we've talked to the players message received that's my bad we're going to cut down on that stuff so they can focus on the game, so they can have energy and enthusiasm uh, during the game. And that did not really work and <laughs> at all. You know, scoring a record number of points, it was like, so uh, it is like still like the shot-making stuff is impressive basketball-wise, but it's just like not interesting enough uh, to watch when, you know, it's not a real basketball game at all. And unfor- this, is the, this is what I hate most about it is that, the 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 dumb guy sports radio take the like the middle like the like the upper middle age am sports radio guy who's going to talk about this today for 3 hours <clears throat> and i don't I, I don't even know if this even still really exists i don't listen to it but you know as a kid you know riding around uh, in the truck with my dad he always had this on you know and the the take I can hear that them saying, you know, is that, you know, this generation of players don't care about this game enough to, like, play hard. Or at least not enough of them do. 
And I, I hate that that is true because <laughs> it's such an old man back in my day take. Um, but it is. I think previous generations of stars viewed the All-Star Game as a chance to, you know, outshine, outcompete their rivals, right? It's like, I'm going to show you all that I, that it, you know, with all these eyes on all of us at once, I'm going to show you that I'm the best, right? There was a more of a competitive spirit to it. And not like it was like highly competitive, but, you know, usually in the fourth quarter, it was like, they would kind of do like what we saw, what we, this, the standard thing where it's like a lot of silly shots and not, nobody's really playing defense. But then in the fourth quarter, you would see the competitiveness kind of come around. And I don't know if it was because of guys like Kobe, who like, Kobe wanted to win the All-Star game. He wanted to be MVP of the All-Star game. And, and I think the other players may have, you know, maybe you need, you know, a guy like that who is going to make the other guys follow suit or they're going to look, or they're going to look bad. Right. Um, maybe we need, you know, like they asked all the players how to fix the game. And it's so funny because <laughs> it's the player's fault. And the players are like, I don't know what they can do to make this competitive. It's like, <laughs> it's you, dude. Anthony Edwards flat out said, this is never going to be competitive. He's like, I am never going to take this seriously. He said something in skills competition that he's going to try to do it all left-handed. You know, he's like, he's just flat out. You, you got to like the, the ant is honest and he's not like wondering aloud like hmm, i wonder what the problem is when he he knows what it is exactly and he's just gonna say it you gotta respect that at least um you know i've i've heard people say they should make they should make they should put money like a real amount of money on the line that's pretty hard you got guys who make 50 million a year in this game like <laughs> come on um maybe you could have you know what <laughs> this is what adam silver's gonna should propose adam silver's gonna gonna um have a, a, a pot of money and he's going to assign bonuses based on perceived effort <laughs> from like the fans or something. Well, imagine if you could vote how much of a bonus each player gets in the game. No, it would be something like that, but some way to, some way to try to connect the financial incentive to effort because effort is what's not there. Um, but also, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I watched the on the plane. I watched the the NFL Pro Bowl, and I kind of liked that they just did a battle of the network stars thing. There was like a t- there's a, t- 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 a tug of war, you know, with the the strong guys on the rope. Um, there was like flag football. You know, I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of cute. You know, I don't know. I think people hate that. I don't think anyone watches it. It's it's even less of a deal than the the All Star Weekend has become. By I mean, it's always been a less of a deal. It's also way after the season. It's in Hawaii. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, yeah. So maybe they'll try. Maybe they'll try financial incentives. But I think if they do that, first of all, it's gonna have to be a lot because we're talking, we're talking max players in this game it's not you know the g the 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 rising stars thing of 25 grand that's nice even if you're victor you know you're still not you're still making a fraction of what you know Jokic makes you know um hmm. maybe they'll try some kind of financial thing but i do think if they do that they have to somehow try to connect it to effort <laughs> maybe <laughs> who knows who knows? But, um, you know, 
um, I had a lot of uh, fun, fun moments, fun takeaways. Um, first of all, Jason Tatum was excited, and he shared that he was he got to meet Larry Bird for the first time. Tatum has been a Celtic for seven years, and he's been the franchise for at least five. And <laughs> to not meet Larry Bird until now. Um, Larry is truly the absent father of Celtics basketball. <laughs> I, I gotta respect how not around he is. I'm sure they want him to come to a lot of stuff. The team is great again. You know, I'm sure they want Larry to sh- like show his face around the team and maybe be in the stands for some games. Uh, I do remember like, you know, if you go back and read some of the controversial, you know, Larry quotes from back in the day, you know, he never embraced them back, which was cool, I think, openly. And he he's, pretty much would always say he didn't like living in Boston. Oh, oh, they're white king. He doesn't love them back. Oh, you got to love it. Um, and, you know, I was happy for Damian Lillard uh, to have a great all-star weekend. Um, you know, first player since MJ to win an event. He won the three-point shootout again. And the MVP of the game. And, you know, this comes when I feel like Dame needed needed something good. Um, he's having, you know, of course, he's having, like, the worst shooting year of his career. And, you know, the, I think the Bucks fans are not really... And this is all relative to the standard that he set for himself. Because he's still getting, like, 25 and 7 a game. Uh, but, you know, he's not... He's shooting pretty poorly, especially for him. And, um, you know, the Bucks have been kind of, like, not living up to the potential so far. Although really what they got Dane for was the postseason to be the clutch bucket getter that they haven't had before in the playoffs. So, you know, this true success or failure of Dame in Milwaukee will be in the playoffs, not in the regular season, but um, you know, and it's, you know, I've heard, you know, Bucks fans saying, you know, Dame's washed. It's, Hey, you know, you remember when Paul George randomly had a really bad season and it had something to do with off the court, uh, real stuff that was was happening. You know, it's public. Dave's going through a divorce. He's switched teams. It's like he's going through a lot. So I think it's it's pretty uh, understandable that he's not like the the Dame. You know that he's slipped a little bit. Um, you know, it's and so I was actually happy for him to to have a good weekend. Um, and, and you know, win some stuff, and maybe it gives him a little positive bounce as they as they go towards the playoffs. Who knows? You know, I would hope so. Even Kenny Smith, <laughs> um, in one of the only fun things he said all night during the three-point contest, said maybe Dame should put on a Blazers jersey so he shoots better. <laughs> and then Dame, of course, coming out and winning the contest. Dame time, baby. Shut up, Kenny. That was great. Um, love that. Um, I actually did watch the, the G League Up Next games, which I think I... I haven't confirmed this yet, but I may be the only person on earth who watched that. Uh, they were, as far as I know, shown only through the NBA app. And honestly, if I haven't, if I hadn't been a G League, you know, season ticket holder, I got closer to that league. I enjoy it now. I'm familiar with more of the players. I was excited to see, you know, the remix Ashton Hagen's, you know, represent out there, and his team won it. Um, and it, it was good, and it has that that actually has potential as a good Sunday thing before the game. Um, they play a little tournament of G League, basically, uh, you know, all stars of the G League. Um, Lance Stevenson was there for some reason, you know. Um, 
you know, uh, it was pretty good. Um, I think the production value of the event was low. Um, the NBA, if they actually invest to make this a real thing, I think it's it's completely as viable as the celebrity game or, you know, any of their other non-main event things. It was pretty good. They had f- frustrating to watch um, because they had, uh, like, two cameras. They just had a camera on each baseline and would just cut back and forth. So it was really, like not pleasing to watch hard to follow what was going on you know only on the nba app um you know you, why can't why not put this on nba tv or something you know i get that they're trying to drive people to the app but that's not the kind of event that's going to drive people to the app anyways um you know at one point they're mixing up they have one of the teams was a, a was called the ball is life team it was players who had been featured a lot on ball is life when they were coming up, you know, in high school and stuff in college. And so the ball is life guy, Austin, uh, Austin Mills, like who he was there and he had the team. Um, they let him call the game for a while. And he was just looking at a monitor and reacting to online comments that nobody could see. He was just like, it was quite, um, lame, you know, and just like unprofessional. It didn't seem thought out. Um, Plus, you know, Ball is Life, you know, threatened a, a lawsuit against, uh, you know, the Portland basketball, a vintage clothing store, which is now called Back to the Basket because it was called Ball Was Life, which was a fantastic name. I'm still lucky enough that I got a, I got a, I got a shirt and a sweatshirt that say Ball Was Life before this guy Austin threatened to sue them and made them change their name because, you know, I, I just, at my core, I hate that. That's a weak move. That's just so lame because... Austin Mills did not create the phrase ball is life. That's a phrase that came from basketball culture. He used it for his, you know, mixtape uh, business, which is fine, but you can't go around suit and threaten lawsuits to others, to like small businesses for also making a play on this phrase that exists in the culture that you had nothing to do with the creation of, you know? So I kind of like ball is life is uh, shitty, you know? It was a great moment when they followed me on Twitter back in the day that I felt like I was validated because I think I was doing during COVID, I think I was doing like mixtapes of the day and, and digging up old, you know, some of the old ones. But um, anyways, fuck that guy. Um, my favorite moment from the from the Up Next broadcast was that Jordan Jackson, who won the G League dunk contest, asked for a showdown with Mac McClung. I wish we lived in a world where that got headlines and that would be something that like the NBA would actually put together. I think they won't, uh, obviously, because you know they they're not that interested in that. Also, George Jackson is Cheryl Swoop's son. I am old. We're all getting old. <laughs> I love uh, Guy Fieri's presence throughout the whole weekend. Um, you know, sitting courtside, looking like Guy Fieri with an unlit cigar in his mouth. Um, Charles Barkley uh, commenting that, first of all, he says, I love DDD. So he's a real one because he's, you know, what is it? Dine-ins, drivers, and dives. So Charles, doesn't. he's such a fan, he doesn't have time to say the full name of the show. He just calls it DDD. And, <laughs> and what do you like about it, Charles? And he said, he's always surprised how long it takes the food to cook. <laughs> that is such a genuinely weird thing for a person to say on TV. No, that stood out to me. Uh, I love it. Um, if you would have caught it too, Adam Silver had a press conference, which I didn't watch. Um, but he did say something that came out of that, that the NBA is reassessing the status of G League Ignites. Um, cause he's, and, and 
if you listen to the pod, you know I've long held a theory that Adam Silver listens to this podcast because that came out. He said that right after the episode where I said they got to change the G League Ignite and went through all those reasons. You can go back. You can go back if you missed that. Uh, proof once again that Adam Silver is listening um, and will have me killed one day. You know, um, but yeah, I think they will get rid of the ignite. I think he's already you know messaging that that's going to go away, and maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll just scrap that whole idea of of taking in players and uh, you know who aren't you know draft eligible yet entirely, or you know maybe he'll maybe he'll they'll <clears throat> do something else where they sprinkle sprinkle them around <clears throat> the G League. Who knows? Um, also, this weekend a, a weird NBA news thing is like I, uh, someone sent to me that. You know, Scott Pollard, who who was waiting for a heart transplant, finally got it, or is getting it, um, started a GoFundMe for for medical bills. Like, that's a, that's a terrifying, just, just, you know, this is a very frivolous, fun uh, podcast about, you know, basketball passion and, and being an emotional idiot about things. Um, but, like... You know, I looked it up. Scott Pollard made thirty-eight million in NBA contracts over, you know, eleven seasons or whatever. Um, so the fact that he has to start a GoFundMe to pay medical expenses is fucking terrifying, right? Um, Jesus Christ, this country really is collapsing. Uh, and you know, in, in earlier, you know, Tony Snell, that that news came out that you know he has a son who has a lot of needs and. Tony Snell is just under the 10-year qualifier for for, for um, receiving health care through the NBA's, uh, you know, union for life. So he he just missed that. So now he's got to figure that out. It's just it's just a it's just a reminder that uh, some of these things in this country are set up pretty badly. But I digress. We're back. Let's talk about NBA All Star Saturday Night, the skills competition. You know, it's my baby, and I think my baby is a little ugly. You know, honestly, it was confusing, it was complicated, it was messy. Which is part at times I loved that, at times I hated it. Um, the only thing I really had uh, only two beefs with really in the end. The first is they ended the ending sub event. You know, they do all kinds of different events that make up the skills competition. The ending was like just the thing where all the guys stand at half court and jack off a <laughs> jack off. And they jack off a bunch of half court shots. That's lame. That's ant. That's <clears throat> I didn't like that. <clears throat> and I will say I missed the having an individual winner for that event. I mean, they did a team thing this year. Um, I think you know, and some of that was cool, like the relay style through the obstacle course. I did like that. Um, but I I miss uh, having one winner of the skills. Who is the most skilled? of all-star in the event you know what i mean that i, I kind of just miss having that um especially when everything else is the the individual awards um the three-point shootout was 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 very good um it's almost like and i know even though you know there's people who know that I, i'm into the all-star event but don't bother listening to the pod and they were dming me about how it's better than the dunk contest a take i i believe i deconstructed fully as for lame casuals um last episode uh and so them dming me that uh you know i had to report them all to instagram to the police and to the police uh it's my moral obligation as a citizen of the game um so anyways enjoy that i'm gonna swat your house um no but um one thing i say the three-point shootout is, is always you know reliable the most reliable event of all-star weekend 
Um, it's getting to me to feel a little bit like professional bowling, where everyone is so good that it's like, oh, if you get a 289, you lose because the other guy got a 292. You know, it's like it's getting so it's like darts at this point. Like, I don't know. I think maybe they should make it harder. I mean, I know they added, <clears throat> which they, they I think the NBA is working on that, too. They you know, like that, that deep three ball is part of it now. Um Maybe bring back those inflatable, <laughs> inflatable guys. I don't know. I think um, I think there's a a way to make it harder because it's like these players are fucking, you know the <clears throat> the the growth of skills in the NBA. Oh, really? I would say. I mean, in my mind, I think of it as as since Steph Curry is in incredible i mean it's like i mean that's i can't credit steph with all that because like kd and all that but like it's just it's just the the skills development has been exponential and you know it's getting very easy i don't know they 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 should do something i think um to make it challenging uh the steph for sabrina matchup was fun um it I, i think it did kind of do a thing where it it it's weird to have the three-point shootout contest and then bring out Steph Curry and show that he's actually, yeah, actually he's better than everyone <laughs> who just was in that contest. That's kind of weird. That'd be like if they had the dunk contest and then they had just like healthy Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon come out and do like a dunk off. And they're like, yeah, the contest, that sucked. But yeah, here's who you really want to see, you know, who's who's really the best at it. Uh, so that, that was odd. But I also saw that the ratings peaked with the Steph Sabrina thing. I thought it was good. Um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll find ways to incorporate, you know, WNBA versus NBA going forward. I think so. And I think, I can't remember who said the quote, which WNBA player, but they also said, they said something about, you know, we need a woman on the microphone for this, for really for all-star Saturday night. And I think that is for sure. Um, and, um, you know, Kenny and Reggie got into some weird thing about, you know, Kenny saying the women sh- like Sabrina should get to shoot from closer. It just like it was like weird. It was two middle aged dudes, you know, talking about this <laughs> like women, and it was it, it was it it was a weird conversation. It was, uh, and that kind of leads into my next point. I think yeah, a woman on the mic would be great just for the whole evening, and also just different dudes on the mic would be great. The most annoying part of NBA Saturday Night for years has been the TNT guys who are basically like, you know, Reggie and Kenny just bickering. And it's like bickering can be very funny. I have a podcast where we do it a lot. There's an entertaining way to do it, but theirs is just irritating and tedious more so than entertaining to me. Um, And they're like Kenny and Reggie too are basically wet blankets. Like it's like, this is supposed to be a fun night where we're doing this kind of wacky stuff and it's festive. And it's just like, they're just da- just sour about everything, and it's just kind of uh, makes it a lot less fun to watch. And I think Kenny poo-poo's everything, especially the dunk contest, out of some kind of you know misguided belief that he's adding integrity when he is just a wet blanket, and it is just a fun event. Um, it's just kind of like something where every year I cringe, and they start going, and I remember. I'm like, oh yeah, this again. Like what? Like these? It's it's not good. And I think they could uh, mix it up better with the with the TNT crew who who calls these events, who who gets to do commentary and all that stuff. 
maybe get someone who actually enjoys it, who actually enjoys these events. Um, and I remember Kenny used to proudly like brag that he was the the Russian judge. It's like, yeah, so you think that's cool? Like that's annoying that you're doing. You were what you're doing is annoying, and takes away from the event, and it makes it less enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, and I thought the dunk contest was actually pretty good. I had. <laughs> I had a casual text me that it was the worst one of all time, which is hilarious because it's uh, far from, <laughs> very far from the worst one of all time. Uh, but, you know, that people react emotionally, and that's, that's okay. That's what sports are for. Um, I think, like, there's very few missed dunks. The dunks were all pretty good. Um, Mac, uh, you know, he had the – last year he was a surprise to many, anyone who's – not who you know wasn't plugged into social media like because he was a celebrity dunker since high school um doing these things but you know he still he electrified he had that transcend you know transcendent individual performance that the dunk contest relies on to be a success and he delivered it last year this year we knew everyone in the building knew who he was so it wasn't it didn't hit quite the same um he got paid more i'm pretty sure last year you remember the they faked that he played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, he got a 10-day just for the All-Star break, basically, uh, to go up there. And so this year they didn't bother, you know, making him a pretend NBA player. Instead, they uh, they just had him had come in his G League stuff. Um, there was one moment before his dunk where you saw he was going to dunk, and then he remembered something, and then he went over and dapped up Jake from State Farm Courtside. Um that's a sponsor. That's a sponsor deal. And I hit up my friend, who works in advertising, who has done, uh, who has been involved with similar deals in the past. And I was like, "How much did State Farm pay Mac McClung?" I'm like, "What's the what's the ballpark for what Mac got paid to go over and dap up Jake from State Farm before his dunk?" And he said, "About 200k." So, um, you know, Mac. Um, I don't know if my friend knows. I don't know he he he's done these deals with like millionaires like you know so I don't know if if Mac really would get that much Max I looked at Max G League salary it's 150 grand as one of the premium you know the NBA does some guys it, it pays barely anything but when someone is a draw like Mac uh, they do pay them more so Mac makes 150k he probably made at least six figures I think it's easy, safe to say over the All Star weekend and really he saved the dunk contest from bottoming out so. If they bring, if they have to bring Mac back next year to save to try to save it again, and saving it is a you know a loose term you know, but it, he definitely kept it from being a like a lame. Um, I hope Mac <laughs> asks the NBA to find a million dollars between themselves and all the sponsors for him to come up there and, and do it again next year. I, I think he's in a position where he definitely could, or he needs a new agent. And Mac, I am happy to step in as that. Uh, as that agent for you, you know, I will take a small commission, twenty percent, and I will get you that million, which will be uh, less than that after I take my juicy, juicy cut. You know, but I earned it. I earned it. Um, but yeah, the dunk contest part of it, it was interesting. I thought the the audience was uh, weak. That it was a tepid, tepid uh, energy in that building throughout. No matter how the dunks were going, um, weird judges. Um, which is kind of normal, uh, and nobody delivered a, a classic moment, and that's what the dunk contest. I mean, I've said this over and over again. The structure of the dunk contest is is that it depends on an individual or individuals uh, 
delivering a transcendent individual performance, and they didn't get it this year. Whereas the three-point contest doesn't depend on that. So, but the three the highs of the three-point contest can never ever match the highs of the dunk contest. I'm so tired of having to get in that argument with the people who DM me that argument who clearly didn't listen to the pot. I just I just gave you the little like and didn't engage, which is good. That's growth for me. I didn't I didn't go into the argument. I just gave it a like. And I deleted the message so I didn't have to look at it because I would get mad and go back and start start an argument. And it's in my nature. Um, and I'm trying. And I'm working on it. You know, we're, we're you know, we're all working on it here. And uh, you know, uh, I do. I am concerned that Shaq is gonna develop CTE uh, by being used as a prop in all these dunk contests. I think he got brought out twice in this one. Uh, Jaime Hakas clearly <laughs> bumped him with his leg. His glasses almost fell off. Uh, and Jalen Brown, I really thought he did, you know, I said in the episode, I, I was wondering if Jalen Brown would do too much, and he did. You know, I think he's the first person I could think of who brought in a YouTube streamer as part of his dunk. I just expected him to do too much in the in polit- in a political sense. And uh, uh, Eric Garcia Gutterson said, oh, yeah, you were waiting for the free Palestine dunk. <laughs> and honestly, I was. Uh, honestly, I was. Uh but yeah, it was it was flat. There's no doubt about it. Um, and you know, as it as it will be most years because of the structure of it. But when it's not, it will be the best thing going. You know, like last year, Mac, you know, truly saved the dunk contest. Uh, this year, it, it didn't quite work out like that. It was just kind of a flat event. But he did save it from being you know completely lame. Um, then I clicked over on Saturday to an incredible Ducks Beavers finish. Heartbreaker if you're a Beavs fan, them losing at the one second left after a sloppy jalopy, just can't get the rebound. Guy get you know, Dante gets the dunk with a second left for the Ducks to go ahead after the Beavers fought all the way back, just tough, deflating. But also a nice reminder that, hey, we're coming down the stretch here in college basketball too. The conference tournaments are are, are are just in the few in the near future. Selection Sunday is like a month away. Um, and for the NBA too, we got the home stretch. We get to go back to basketball, as Adam Silver likes to say about this season. Um, the playoffs look like they're going to be amazing, especially in the West. I mean, you're you're talking about um, all the upstarts. You know, are the higher seeds, uh, but they have no playoff success really in the West, like Minnesota and OKC. But then all in the even in the the lower seeds are. The veterans who are getting older, but they're they've been there before, so it's going to be a fun, you know, youth versus experience. Even the play-in is looking like look at the playoffs is gonna the play-in is looking like if it started today it would be Dallas versus uh, Golden State and Sacramento versus the Lakers. That's a hot, that's a hot play-in, you know. Uh, and then the east in the east it would be uh, Miami, Atlanta, Orlando, Chicago. Not hot at all, but I've I did qualify. The West playoffs are going to be awesome. The East, uh, you know, second round will be good. Um, <laughs> all right, um, I think that's it. Secret basketball pod. Uh, you know, the weather's getting a little warmer. It's staying light out a little past five p.m. Uh, you know, selection Sunday coming up. NBA playoffs coming up. I'm thinking about what to plant in my raised bed garden uh i think because of the squirrel problem i'm just gonna go with the uh, jalapenos because they leave those alone and i'm waiting for the, the a time when it's you know i'm getting ready to plant those seeds 
as soon as we get, you know, a little more safely into spring, there's a new verve. It's springtime. Spring has sprung. Uh, I'm sprung on you for listening. Uh, Ace said that on Instagram. Thanks, everybody. We did it. Uh, and, you know, next year we're going to come back to All-Star Weekend and uh, it will probably be very similar to this year. <laughs> Have a nice day.